Kia. I'm Craig. And, and we, we was one of the guests. My name is David. This is Peterson. I, uh, I knew your son, Caleb. We trained together and served together. And, uh, one of the things he asked was for me to check on y'all. You army? Yes, sir. He specifically wanted me to tell each one of you that he loved you and he was thinking of you guys up until the end. I said I'd do that, and so here I am. I want you to show me who hit you yesterday. What are you gonna do? Nothing bad. No one outside this circle can know that any of our subjects are still active. How do you do that? You get used to it. You wouldn't happen to have seen anyone resembling this man, would you? He's not David. Collins, okay, we don't know who he is. When was the last time you saw him? He just went inside. Who are you? I'm a friend of the family. Those kids at school are bigger than you. Yeah. You go around their houses at night and burn them down with their families inside. What's the worst they can do? Yeah. Okay. The Guest. It's a 2014 horror... Well, I don't know horror. Thriller, thriller movie. Yeah. Um, with Maka... I don't know how you pronounce her name. I think it's Maka. Maka Monroe. Um, she was the lead in It Follows. And yeah. she was the president's daughter in Independence Day. And... She's really good. One to watch. And she plays against Dan Stevens. Dan Stevens, who's the the upcoming beast in Beauty and the Beast. And he's going to be in, is it FX? Legion. Legion. They're doing the the movie about um, Professor X's, is that who he is? Professor X's son. The comics. The guy with the sticky uppy hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's playing him, so. And he was also in Downton Abbey. Um, So the guest, real quick, will Real quickly, it's just quick synopsis. Dan Stevens plays a character who shows up at this the, this family's house, and he claims to have been in the war with their deceased son, who was brother, who was right. killed in the war. Yeah. And they invite him in to their house. He lives with him for a while. Everyone loves him, but the daughter, played by Maka Monroe, is a little bit suspicious of him. Yeah. He's charming, but there's an edge of creepiness. There's an edge of creepiness yeah. to him. She kind of warms up to him a little bit. But then she always is a little bit suspicious of him. And then the movie unfolds and you find out more about him. Right. Well, so, he, he, has a, he has a tendency to... He reacts violently to reacts, people. Yeah. He reacts violently. He's reacts, got a dark side. Yeah. He has a dark side, but he is kind of protective of his family. Right. So like when yeah. he does act violently, it's usually to protect the family. And they yeah. kind of like it a yeah. little bit. And you keep thinking that some of his issues might be post-traumatic stress yeah. or yeah. something legit. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily that he is... Yeah an awful person that's more just like he's been through awful things so he's acting yeah. a certain way or whatever but right? then you find out more about him yeah. and what his story of. and yeah. I don't want to spoil that because I think that's really yeah. well I don't we will spoil it after we say spoilers but so that's so that's the gist he's the guest in the movie right. about you know you know this family and how they yeah. deal with this strange man living in their house and the community is kind of a smaller community it's a small community I kind community. of get the idea yeah. that it's kind of off the beaten path a little bit in yeah. the middle of nowhere yeah, yeah. so now Spoiler. Do we want to give, like, impressions or comments before we get into the spoilers, or are we just going to go for it? I said we go for it and then give impressions. Okay, all right. So, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. 
Spoiler. Spoiler. We need to have okay. like a this, this is available. I think this is still streaming on Netflix. On Netflix. It's like widely available. So if yeah. you haven't seen it, you definitely should watch it. It's, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's, I think it's recommended movie, at the very least to watch on Netflix. I think it came this, out so. around the same time as It Follows and it's kind of set her up as being like a new screen queen. Yeah. I think it came out like, like a year before It Follows or so. Because I, I saw it like way before It Follows came Did out. Did you really? Did yeah. you? Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. 2014, so I guess It Follows 2015. Yeah. Um, Fine, Jeff. Way to put me in my yeah. place. Mansplain the shit out of this place. <laughs> Listen, you got it wrong. <laughs> as long as there's a man in the White House. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Um, so, so spoiler. This, Your tongue is like, <laughs> it's like red is like. Oh, I'm, I'm drinking Corona with grenadine. Delicious, but it makes your tongue very red. Um, so anyway, spoiler. We find out who the guest is. He is really who he says he is. He did fight in the war with this, this, um, with this, the the brother and the and the son of this family. Yeah. Um, but they were in a government program where they were. I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember the specifics. It's been a while since we've all seen it. But they were in a government program where I think they're just basically they have a mission. They're 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 trained, but as soon as their cover is blown, then they have to eliminate whoever knows about them. Well. I mean, to me, it was very much so J- Jason Bourne if he wasn't romanticized. Like, if yeah. Jason Bourne was a little bit more like how Jason Bourne would actually operate, he, he would be that brutal. He would be yeah. eliminating all suspects. And, uh, you know what I mean? It wouldn't be like this charming thing where he would fall in love with someone and, like, protect mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And, uh, you know. It so. says he's a former test subject for military health program. His mental condition has been programmed to, if he believes his identity is compromised, kill everyone who could possibly know about it. So, um, I don't remember if they say that the, the brother and the son of this family was also um, a test subject, but David, that's his name, mm. he is a test subject, so, so he is who he says he is, and he right. does like this family, and, but as soon as he thinks his cover is blown, he has to eliminate it. Mm. He has to eliminate them, so all of a sudden these people that he doesn't like, he kills without any sort of... Um, remorse or anything he, yeah. he's, he's like a robot basically um it, it, there's a scene that actually mirrors the terminator a little bit yeah where uh you, you might remember in the original terminator there's a scene with arnold schwarzenegger and dick miller where he's buying uh, uh firearms or whatever and he's like looking at all these firearms at this you know firearm place or whatever and he loads one and shoots dick miller or whatever dick miller's like you can't do that here and he just shoots him you know yeah. like and there's a, ser- a scene like that, very much like this in The Guest or whatever, where he's buying, you know, guns out of the trunk of some guy's oh, yeah. uh, car or whatever. And he does the same thing. He, like, starts loading it and everything. The guy's like, uh, what are you doing there, mm-hmm. buddy? And he just straight up kills the guy. You know, yeah. it's very friendly and, oh. you know, selling him, you know, so, oh, you want to take them all? Great. You know, like, going to sell him all these firearms. And he kills him. And that's when you know officially this guy is off the map. I mean, yeah. he's not. He's yeah. dangerous. Yeah. I mean, he, he's capable of anything because yeah. this guy was very nice to him. Yeah. and. You know, there was another scene in the movie that made me think of Terminator Two, like when the bar he buys the pink pussy shots or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't the name of the? Yeah, 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 yeah. something like that. Something <laughs> weird like that. Yeah. yeah. Or blowjob shots. Blowjob shots. That's, that's what, what it is. Blowjob shots. Interesting. Uh, uh, that's a mirror into. I, I, a little window I've, no, into your I've brain. I've heard of that though. Pink pussy. I've heard of that. I've, heard I've of been at a too, bar yeah. where people I'm with have ordered that. Like, I want to drink a pink pussy. Oh. Yeah. Give me that blowjob shot. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he uh, he buys the blowjob shots for the guys to like fuck with them, and then right. he like 
kicks the shit out of him. It kind of reminded me of Terminator 2 when he walked in. He's like, I don't need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> right, right, right. What can I get you? You know how to make a fireball. Cinnamon schnapps and Tabasco sauce. That's my drink of choice. Let me get one of those. Coke here for my brother. And I can't help but notice that those ladies over there are drinking cheap beer. That seems like a shame to me. I'd like to buy each one of them a blowjob shot. Are you serious? I am. Yes. Do you want to buy anything for their fellas? Do I look like I'd like to buy something for their fellas? Might be the polite thing to do. Sure, okay, fine. Let me get each one of those guys at Cosmopolitan. <laughs> Mister, I don't know what you're going for, but uh, I was thinking of beer. Nope. Blowjob shots for the ladies and a Cosmopolitan for each of the guys. You can keep the change on that. You got it? It's kind of well, like you don't dislike him. Yeah. He's charming. Because yeah. he's charming and he, the guys that he beats up in the bar, they're high school kids that aren't, that aren't supposed to be there anyway. And they've been <laughs> bullying um, a younger son that's part of this family that he's living with so he does it to protect him and he does something i think the the, the father of the family mentioned something about his job yeah, and so yeah. david off screen all you hear is the husband comes home and he says this so and so so and so he died it's really sad yeah the but, guy that got a promotion over him yeah but now i've died. but now i've been yeah. promoted and right. it's just kind of implied that david had something <laughs> to yeah. do with it yeah, yeah. Um, he does that with everyone just about in the family yeah yeah, yeah. yeah kind of tries to help them out and yeah. you know make their lives better in his own twisted way yeah. so his cover gets blown right so his cover gets blown yeah. and he ends up um the the government whoever they are show up to collect him at his yeah. house and to, he ends up killing the mother right he kills the father and then he goes after the kids and the ending, that part takes place in a in a high school during a um, Halloween dance. During a Halloween dance, beautiful. It was still, um, you know, like synergy of all the things I love. It was like a whole Halloween yeah. um, fair almost. They yeah. had decorated the whole school, yeah. so yeah. he's chasing them through the school, and they go through all these interesting things. What I thought was cool about that part of the movie is that I feel like any other, you never know if the parents are going to be safe or not, mm-hmm. and and so the fact that he like killed both of the parents. Especially the mother, to me, because he, he kills her right before she said, tell me the truth. Did you really know my son? And he's like, yes. And he was a good man. He's talking to her still like he's a nice person. Yeah. And he's, he does say that he is sorry for what he has to do, but you don't really know if that's legitimate, yeah. you know? And then he just stabs her. So it's really, I don't, and even in that moment, you, you still don't hate him. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of. Yeah. He's sort of like the Winter Soldier, and he's sort of like programmed to do (laughs) something. You're right, it's not his fault that he's doing this But also the actor has a lot of charm and charisma. So, I mean, Dan Stevens in this role. I mean, if someone else had played it, I I have a feeling we would not have the same type of, I don't want to say sympathy, but we kind of like him in a weird way. I was kind of rooting for him, even though I liked (laughs) the kids. Yeah. I liked both of them. I liked the, the boy and girl. I kind of halfway was rooting for him to win. I kind of wanted him to get away (laughs) and, and live. And this weird well, right, right. It's kind of it, there's a hint that maybe he lives. He does, at the end, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, he's like, got that like Michael Myers, like right. 
He's not dead. Maybe that's intentional, right? Yeah. And we don't know how much he's programmed. Like, is part of him. Good point. Yeah. You know. Is there something super sci fi? Right, right. Um, he has a healing factor that kicks in. Yeah. Uh, we don't know. I mean, this but, is a world they haven't really. It, right now, they're leaving it realistic, but maybe there is a chance that. Like, us too, you know, when yeah. he shows back up. I don't know. Um, but yeah, but when he does catch up to the kids at the the ending scene it takes place you know at this halloween floor or mm. dance floor and then this awesome song called antonio plays and it's just a it's it's a really cool part of the yeah. movie like i literally watched this movie two days in a row i watched it by myself and then when craig and i hung out again i was like you have to watch this movie yeah um and then i bought the soundtrack on itunes because the soundtrack is 80s awesome <laughs> and um i find myself anytime opening up uh youtube I listen to that yeah. song. It's, it's like one of my like recommended it or watch it again. Call it Antonio. Yeah. Drop that into this. It was directed by the. Wasn't it directed by the same guy that did Your Next? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, of course. Um, what else his name is Adam Wingard. Um, Wingardium Leviosa. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he directed an episode of the Outcast too, by the way. Oh. Oh, he did all the VHSs. VHS. Mm -hmm. As a uh, segment. At least some of them. VHS. Yeah. VHS two. He's doing Death Note. Right. That movie that I've heard a lot about. There's another horror movie he's doing called The Woods. Hmm. It says it's completed, so it must be the next one coming out. A new movie called I Saw the Devil. That That's was announced. A, a remake, I think, of a Korean movie. So it seems like this is what he does. He did the ABCs of Death. Um, so yeah, I think I would look out for him because um, yeah. I like him. Meister. I do like yeah. the out Outcast. Well, and I, I, I think that's what something that this did really well. I think they had a lot of iconic imagery in it. Um, like little moments that I think were just really well directed and thought out. Mm. I mean, th there's that great image of the teenage, and this is, I haven't seen this in a long time, so I'm kind of going off of like, mm -hmm. you know, floating memories. But like, there's that, the teenage son is carving pumpkins with him, and they're, they're like struggling to kind of get through, you know, they both have like kitchen knives, mm -hmm. and uh, the David character, the guest, yeah. is like, like barely able to get through it, and he's like, fuck this. And he like, you know, yeah. sets it aside, and he gets out like a, his, his tactical <laughs> knife, yeah. or whatever, it's a butterfly knife, he's like, you know, like rattles in, and then he yeah. starts really cutting yeah. into it. Yeah. You see the team kind of looks at him like, holy shit, who am I living with? Yeah. You know, there's like that moment, you know, uh, just like lots of great, like, the shots, you yeah. know what I mean? That Like, I think this very much so fits in with, like, some of these movies we've been talking about, like uh, Blue Ruin or The Babadook mm -hmm. or It Follows, where they have, like, this energy to them and this mood that yeah. sets them apart from the standard movies, where, like The Conjuring, right? Yeah. Conjuring 2 is a really fun movie and everything, but this is, like, to me, something special about it that kind of sets it apart from yeah. those, like, the standard yeah. paint-by-number horror movie, you know, which are still awesome, but... Yeah. Um, I think the part where at the, in the dance scene where she shows up with and she has like just is an axe. 
there's some weapon she has in her hand. Yeah. She shows up, and the music kicks in, and I thought that was a yeah. cool. A and it's cool. all mood, like with all the Moonlighting, lights and smoke. the smoke. Yeah, yeah. it's and this, really cool. And this is a movie yeah. I think that also I like it because it has a, a like a real soundtrack. It's not just a score. I don't feel like movies have soundtracks anymore. They have yeah. scores. And scores are cool, but I mean, sometimes you need yeah. you need something yeah. that's Themes. more than thirty yeah. seconds. Yeah. Um, so it has a great soundtrack, and that's what I liked about watching the movie. Throughout the movie, I'm like, holy crap, that's a great song, Shazam! Holy crap, that's a great song, Shazam! Yeah. Shazam. And then it's on a soundtrack, <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, so yeah, yeah, and really good performances, mm-hmm. just like shot really well. Yeah. I mean, it's about as you know, so honorable. Yeah, I feel like there's like a lot of like really good horror directors out now that are. Yeah. About ready things. to break. Yeah. I mean, and become mainstream. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they're mainstream to us, like horror fans or movie yeah. fans, but general public, they're probably going to know them pretty soon. Yeah, that's sort of the next generation of like the, they're the next Wes Cravens, right? And, you know, yeah, John Carpenter's so. and yeah. stuff. So I, uh, I feel like this is definitely a part of you know that generation. Yeah. Let's give ratings. You want to kick it off? A plus. Yeah. Yeah. How, how... I was so I. I don't feel like I've seen, like, this and It Follows, I mean, they just stood out to me, like, immediately. I feel mm-hmm. like I really hadn't seen anything like It Follows, or anything, to, in my opinion, like The Guest, where it's just the acting, the storyline, and the music all together was just really, really cool. Yeah, I mean... And so unexpected, because I, I saw this movie so many times on Netflix, and I thought it was Bradley Cooper at first, because it kind of looked like him. <laughs> Yeah. And I was like the guest, a guy moves into a house and blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, whatever. Well, and then I saw that it got such great reviews on rotting tomato, uh, rotting, rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, well, let me just check this out. And it was like blown away. That's something else I thought was, you know, you mentioned the Bradley Cooper thing. Dan Stevens, you know, he does look like the most generic white guy of all time. <laughs> like he really does. I mean, there's something about him that's so boring and generic. But yeah. that guy has charisma. Like, when he yeah. starts playing that part and embodies that part... That's why he's going like, to be the beast. Yeah, I mean, he, he's just really good, you know? Yeah. And he kind of defies, you know, the stereotype of how he looks a little bit, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because he would look like he would be, like, a castaway 90210 type of guy yeah. or something like yeah. that, you know? It has so. a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. A 90% out of 100 <laughs> views. For a horror thriller, that's pretty it's good. pretty yeah. good. I think it's more of a mystery thriller. Um... And I'll say, too, like, uh, Kia, like, as soon as I talked to her, you know, like, after she had seen it, she was like, you have to watch this movie. Like, let's drop everything we're doing and watch this movie. And even with that kind of hype, I still liked it a lot. You know what I mean? Like, because yeah. you just mentioned, Kia, that, you know, you went into it with, like, no expectations whatsoever. Yeah. And you just like, oh, I'll give this movie a chance. And you really liked it. But I went in with, like, someone raving about it right in my ear. You know what I mean? And I still yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and even kind of thought, okay, you know. Can't be that good, you know, <laughs> yeah. but then you know, got into it and really enjoyed it a lot, you know. And all those you mentioned, like on point, like with yeah. the music and just the atmosphere and everything, just really special, like everything coming together, you yeah. know. So definitely a plus for me. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I, I think it could work. I'd be interested to see how it would work with like a group of people watching it. I think it could work that way. You know what I mean? Like okay. you get together a group of friends and you watch it together. It could still be really cool, but it totally yeah. works. It's just. Oh, like, there's a lot of just cool moments yeah. that are kind of funny and. Right, right. Yeah. So. I think it could it could keep everyone into it, you know. Sure. So. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff. Yeah. I'm about to go F plus. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, uh, uh, no, I'll give it an A. Yeah. Yay! I, uh, 
I mean, it's like it's been a long time since I watched it, but I remember right. after seeing it, being like, "Man, that was like a solid movie. It's really good. Yeah. It's you know, it's uh, yeah. got a lot of fun elements. A lot of like you know, a lot of. Oh, it's just it's a solid movie. It's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. I think that's another thing, though. As as great as it is. I don't want to make it imply that like it's going to change your view of horror yeah. cinema or something like that. It's just yeah. a really good, solid movie. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like all the moving parts work, and mm-hmm. it's just worth checking out. You know what I mean? It's not going to change your life or anything yeah. ridiculous like that. It's not like you know, like horror will never be the same, or thrillers yeah. will never be the same. But it's like as far as hitting all those beats, I mean, they they totally do it, and it's great. Yeah. So, I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. I'm Craig. And, and we, we just reviewed the guests. Antonia, my Antonia. our next segment here favorite halloween episode of a tv show yeah oh yeah nice oh yeah who wants to go first i think craig should go first it was his idea uh so i think at the risk of um upsetting everyone i'm gonna do an honorable mention of two different shows as my one entry just because (laughs) oh no okay all topic one the simpsons halloween Episodes, the Treehouse of Horror episodes. <gasps> I wanted to, just to mention them as honorable mention because there's like 20 plus of them now. Yeah. Um, I think obviously the first few years are the best ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think part, the like fifth year, I'm pretty sure, is one of the most solid ones. Uh, but. Uh, some of the early seasons, I think, have some of the best uh, riffs on, you know, parodies of existing horror movies yeah. and, you know, Twilight Zone episodes and stuff like that. Once once they run out of a lot of those, though, it starts to kind of riff on other ideas and they kind of lose a lot of steam. And they're because I've been uh, uh, cable; they have a lot of them on demand now, or all of them. Oh, really? So I've been watching the more recent ones, mm-hmm. that, that I haven't kept up with over yeah. the years. And they're pretty terrible. They're not as they're not <laughs> as good. They're still fun, but they're yeah. just not. The other ones are iconic. I mean, yeah, uh, they're kind of actually based on horror movies and right. stuff. Whereas the newer ones, I feel like, are kind of. Yeah. There's one that's like a Harry Potter one. And, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And, and there, there's a really great year where they did, uh, you know, The Shining, where it was The Shining, yeah, The Shining, right? yeah, um, where Homer uh, goes crazy and uh, no beer and no TV makes Homer go crazy, yeah. right? Urge um, to kill, growing. Right, right. I mean, just really fun. You know, and every year I used to look forward to that. And I remember being so bummed in the late 90s when uh, Fox acquired the rights to the World Series because mm-hmm. that meant that they would play baseball on Halloween. You know, oh, like yeah. the, it would get staggered where the Halloween episode wouldn't even air until November. Mm-hmm. And it always really, you know, pissed me off or whatever when I got a little bit older. But um, then they became a non-event, so it didn't really matter. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just honorable mention. I think those are all great and all worth looking at. So. And you mentioned the fifth season. Wasn't that the was that the Night Gallery parody where I he think was, so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Where he well, it was like, it was Night Gallery and Twilight Zone because he was they were on the bus and there was the gremlin on the side of the bus. Right, right. <laughs> Terror at yeah. thirty thousand feet. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. 
That was my favorite of the Halloween episodes, I think. There's also the time traveling toaster episode, which is really fantastic, where Homer, you know, tries to fix his busted toaster, and when he does it, it sends him all these different eras, and <laughs> it sends, well, actually it sends him way back to prehistoric times, yeah. and he accidentally keeps screwing up the past by like he. Uh, he sneezes and that destroys oh, like all the habitat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when he comes back to the the present, uh, like his life has been altered in some way. You yeah. know what I mean? So each time it's you know it's radically different. It's it's a lot of fun. So yeah. Uh, there's also uh, Nightmare on Elm Street parody where Willie the groundskeeper <laughs> oh, yeah. is like Freddy Krueger, um, and he's haunting you know Millhouse and Lisa and 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 Bart's yeah, dreams and everything. That's a lot of fun. Uh, there was that one zombie one where. Uh... All the zombies start going back into their graves. Yeah. And like, I'm John Smith. John Smith, 1886. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Like, <laughs> um, oh, that was a good one. But yeah. I think the Dracula parody was really funny, too, where my friend and I used to quote that all the time where Mr. Burns was Dracula, and he's like, yeah, if it isn't little boy. Like, <laughs> like you can never remember Bart's name. Yeah. And now, <laughs> you know, I, I've shown that to... Uh, People in twenty plus years later, yeah. it is kind of that that segment, or whatever, is a direct parody of Bram Stoker's Dracula, starring Gary Oldman and Anthony Hopkins yeah. and all that stuff. So it's like very '90s specific. So mm-hmm. now it doesn't really, it still holds up and it's so funny. But like some of the references are direct to that movie, yeah. which at the time was just a couple years old, and now is lost <laughs> to the ages. Yeah. I mean, most most young people haven't seen that movie anymore. So a lot of it's kind of lost on them, yeah. you know. Like the whole um, gag with the shadow, where right. it's moving, and he's like dragging the shadow. Yeah, yeah, it has a yo-yo, and <laughs> yeah, making shadow puppets. Yeah. Um, that, or, or there's even that sequence where, uh, you know, they're first driving to the castle. Mm-hmm. The Simpsons are driving to the castle, and you see uh, Burns is like superimposed <laughs> in the skyline, like, <laughs> you know, and he's just kind of like looming, and it's like. If you had seen the movie, you know, yeah. there's goofy moments like that that they're yeah. kind of lampooning, but, yeah. So that, that's kind of, I guess that's my first very generic pick. I know that's not very a very good good one. My next one's a little bit more original, so. Well, that actually was, I had Simpsons on my list. I had I have like a whole list of things just in case <laughs> oh. that I yeah. thought of. You, I, I kind of figured you would go for Simpsons, so for mine I picked uh, uh, sort of, we could kind of go the same way with honorable mention where it's all of them i would say the roseanne halloween episodes. i almost said that one too <laughs> yeah but i think in particularly the first uh roseanne halloween episode is my favorite um i remember that came on uh it premiered on during my birthday party in fourth grade i had this like so my birthday is in october but it's early october and so this one year like halloween's always been my favorite holiday since i can remember uh and um but i remember when i was in fourth grade i think i was turning 10 or 11 and uh i asked my mom like hey this year for my birthday party can we wait until halloween and do my party on halloween have like a big halloween party she's like yeah sure we can do that so had this big Halloween party plan. I invited everyone from school. Like I invited kids that I went to church with. Like I just invited everybody I saw. Like, come to my birthday party. This is gonna be great. It's gonna be a huge Halloween blowout, you know. My mom, like, 
made caramel apples and she got like a wash tub and filled it with apples. We're going to do apple bobbing. We're going to do all the classic Halloween mm. kids things, you know. And uh, I remember at school that day, I was walking up to people like, hey, come to my party tonight, right? Hey, you guys come to my party? And everyone's like, yeah, we're totally going to be there. And so that night, two kids showed up. <laughs> there was one kid from school and one kid from church. And um, uh, I was I was so disappointed. And uh, I mean, I was happy that those two guys came. They were we had fun like just hanging out. But right. I remember we watched that episode of Roseanne. Mm-hmm. That episode came on, and uh, we played like Nintendo and stuff. And I was Dracula. Um, and so <laughs> instead of going home with one caramel apple, these kids went home with like five or six yeah, caramel apples. Pretty cool for them. Yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah. So my mom bought all this candy and stuff. Yeah. I remember like the day after going to school and going to people that had told me the day before they were coming to my birthday party. I'm like, why didn't you come to my birthday party? And they were like, it was trick or treating, you idiot. Like, they, they were kind of like, duh. Like, yeah. But why did you tell me you were coming? Like, I'm, I'm 11 years old. I can't drive. Like, <laughs> I have no control over this. My mom took me trick or treating. What do you want me to tell you? Uh, you know? But uh, anyway, I went off on a tangent there. <laughs> the first uh, Roseanne Halloween episode is my favorite where they do the uh, like DJ is like the zombie um, ninja and uh, you know Roseanne uh, has this guy that is Dan is going to do work for help him out help her, help her out to like you know scare him on Halloween and uh, yeah I don't know it's just like really fun they kind of build yeah. their own little haunted house in the house that was always something I liked about the Roseanne episodes yeah. was what they would do in their own house yeah. you know what I mean like what kind of festivities they would have and yeah 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 <laughs> Now I was like, oh, I wish I could do that. Like, if, yeah. like one day when I grow up, I'm gonna have a house and I'm gonna have a haunted maze in my house. But yeah. one of these days, maybe when I'm 45, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my first. I'll say Roseanne. So these are honorable mentions, and these are your actual. Yeah, I guess I guess firsts. technically we're yeah, yeah, it's our first entries. Okay. Yeah. My first entry is um, an episode called Fear Itself. Um, it's a Buffy episode. Season Buffy four, the Vampire Buffy Slayer. the Vampire Slayer, season four, an episode called Fear Itself. This fraternity is throwing a party, and to be very creepy in their attic, they draw like a symbol that they get from a book of demonic symbols, and they draw it. Because they're having a haunted house type of party. They're having right? a haunted house yeah. in their fraternity house. And they draw this symbol. And someone gets cut. Their blood lands inside the symbol. And the symbol, you know, becomes active. And they invite all these people to their, you know, their Halloween party at their fraternity house. And 
people's fears start manifesting, their fears start manifesting themselves in this in the haunted house. Um, because when the the symbol came, the symbol became active, it unleashed like this this demon. I don't remember what the, the name of the demon is. I want to say Moloch, but I know that's not it. Um, this demon, and so what I liked about it, spoiler, is that when they get to the attic and they find the demon, it, it starts rising up out of this book, and they look at the picture. Well, before it rises, they look at the picture of the demon in the book, and it's really terrifying and scary, and then um, it somehow becomes unleashed, and it appears, and everyone's terrified, and the demon is about the size of, like, a coffee mug. And everyone's like, that's it? Let's, that's, that's it? And, you know, one of the characters is like, oh, look at the little demon. Look at the demon. You know, yeah. and, you know, being really cutesy with it. And... It's like an ad for... <laughs> no, I, nothing's even playing. But anyway. Um, and so they look at the um, the the book that shows a picture of the demon and under the picture it says actual size shown mm. and and then they just basically step on it and yeah. <laughs> it's just you know very quirky typical Buffy the Vampire Slayer thing to do um so well how do the fears manifest themselves like how do the characters some examples like someone's afraid of bats so yeah. they see bats it's like um, envelops them type of envelops thing, them yeah. um let me see what's another good example what's another good example what's Buffy's fears, um, what's her fear? I guess she might fear being alone. Yeah. Or something like that. I remember that they all get split up. She might fear, um, no, 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 no. Xander, I think, fears that he is just kind of like the outside of the group. Mm. I think that Willow's a smart one, Buffy the Slayer. Buffy Buffy is a Slayer. And he's just, he has no powers or anything. And so his fear manifests itself is they... Stop being able to hear him. He's like, he's making comments and no one's reacting. And then they just kind of walk off without him. And he's like, hey, guys. And they can't hear him. Um, Willows is bats. Buffy's, I don't know what Buffy's is. But anyway, that's how they manifest yeah. themselves. So, <laughs> cool. cool episode. And everyone's dressed up. Oh, one cool thing I like. Um, Willow and Oz, that's her boyfriend, Seth Green and Allison Hannigan. Their characters, she's dressed up as... Um, Jonah, Jonah Bark. Yeah, yeah. Jonah Bark and Seth is dressed up as God, but his his costume is like a name tag that just says God. On yeah, the I'm God. I don't know. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah. It was, like, it's the cool. laziest costume of all time. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, this one is a little bit off the beaten path. Um, I, I think it's a Cheers episode. Making your way today takes everything you've got taking a break from all your worries sure and one of the reasons that kind of yeah, I think threw me is because um, as a kid I watched this in syndication a lot it used to come on you know like after the news I think I feel like it kind of hit like a weird slot and I would watch yeah. it a lot you know it, it used to come on like after Fresh Prince didn't it I no, know, it's good, probably different in different locations. So much, oh, okay, okay. Um, like syndicated. Yeah, like because I, I I don't think I saw this when it first aired. I'm pretty sure I saw it in the '90s in reruns. Yeah. Um, but you know, Blossom came on after Fresh Prince. What am I thinking? Sorry. Yeah, I'm not saying. I, I'm saying like I know when it was yeah, in prime yeah, time, but yeah. like later. I mean, yeah. when it was uh, syndicated. Uh, 
But uh, what was weird about Cheers is it kind of had a formula, and it was always kind of set in the bar for the most part. Like, almost everything happened there, you know? Um, and they, they usually focused on Sam or Diane or, like, these, you know, certain characters. But this was a, uh, a fun episode because uh, Carla, you know, the Rhea Perl- Perlman yeah. character, she buys a house and finds out later that it was built on a prison graveyard or whatever. <laughs> so she's, like, freaking out, you know, and she's like, they didn't tell me when I bought it, you know, all this stuff. And Cliff, the uh, the weird mailman yeah. that's always, like, full of facts or whatever, he agrees to go with her, and they spend the night in the house together to, like, ooh, like, you know, ghouls and goblins or what's yeah. going to happen or whatever. And uh, so it's just kind of a unique episode of Cheers because you're so used to it being specifically set in the bar. But this has two of the secondary characters... Like spending the night in a haunted house or whatever. That sounds that was vaguely like a, familiar. Well, I mean, like it's, it, it's a pretty classic it, setup, yeah. right? Yeah. Like characters spending the night in a haunted house and hijinks ensue. No, I mean the things. actual episode. Oh like, yeah, yeah, I think I might have um, seen it back in the day. But yeah, I just I just love the idea of uh, these two characters you know, spending the night together in a haunted house or whatever. Yeah. Um, I've kind of forgotten how it ends though. To be honest, I remember a lot about the setup and being kind of thrown by it. Uh, I might have to like look it up. Because yeah, you know, later I think on, they're all on Netflix yeah. actually, so it should be on. Oh. It might be a fun one to kind of you know check out and yeah. you know, see what it was like. But uh, but yeah, that's I, I kind of throwing in with something off the beaten path, you know, like I picked Front Street with The Simpsons. So cool. I, and I looked it that's up. The ha- the episode is called House of Horrors with formal dining and used brick. <laughs> what season? Season five. Season five, episode five. Hmm. Okay. Cool. I'll, uh, I feel like a few years ago, I I watched not every episode, but I watched I definitely watched all the ones with Coach on them, <laughs> and then I watched several of the ones with Woody, but uh, I don't know if I made it to that one. So for my next one, I'm <laughs> gonna go with Freaks and Geeks had a Halloween episode. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that's a great episode. Yeah, yeah they uh, like Freaks and Geeks is one of my favorite TV shows ever. But uh, there is one thing that bugged me about the Halloween episode, and that was that the whole episode took place during the day. They're mm. trick or treating in broad daylight. Right. And uh, it's called Tricks and Treats. Right? Yeah. It's right. The episode title. Yeah. And uh, uh, Bill dresses like a woman. Uh, bionic he's the bionic, bionic woman yeah. but no one understands that they yeah. just think he's a dude in drag <laughs> yeah. but he's like I'm the bionic woman I have yeah. powers and all this stuff and they're like no like, which I think is like loosely based on uh, something that Paul Feig actually did I read his book where yeah. he talks about like he, his mom had a wig in the closet and he would like come home and put the wig on like dress like a woman <laughs> and stuff and then he anyway I'm going off on a tangent again <laughs> stick to the episode um, yeah uh, just like you know it's a good show so Joe Flaherty, who played the dad, yes. uh, he dressed as Dracula, which was, I, I'm not sure if it was supposed to be a callback to this or not, but he played uh, Count Floyd on the Ed Grimley cartoon series. Yeah. And SCTV Ooh, he, he did yeah. as well. I oh, think, yeah. Okay. I think he played that character too, yeah. Yeah, I was, a, I was a little kid when the Ed Grimley cartoon was on. I loved <laughs> the you know, Count Floyd segments. Oh, that's scary kids. You know. <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, I like that little uh, nod to that. I don't know if it was supposed to be or not. It probably was. But then, uh, I don't know. Just a good, fun Halloween episode. So that's all I got for that one. And on to your next one. My next one is 
Um, still in the Buffyverse, <laughs> as most of my things are. And it's from Angel. Life of the Party, and it's an episode where, it's a later episode, it must be season five, because everyone works for the evil law firm, Wolfram and Hart, and um, Lauren, who's a green demon, um, somehow, he throws his Halloween party, and basically everything he says, people start to do. Like, he'll tell someone, oh, you guys should just go off in a corner and have sex. And then you see people go off in the corner and have sex. And he makes a comment about, I can't remember what he says to, to, um, to a character named Gunn. He says something about maybe marking your territory or something. And the next thing you know, you see Gunn peeing on the floor in another room. So it's just like this party full of <laughs> lawyers and demons at this evil law firm called Wolfram and Hart where everyone's just going crazy, having a great time, but doing stuff they normally wouldn't do. And it turns out that somewhere along the way, this evil law firm um, removed Lorne's ability to sleep and that somehow caused his um, subconscious or something like that or, or things that he says or thinks to actually manifest itself and so people start doing these crazy things. Um, and I think it's one of the more fun episodes of Angel um, and one of the more lighthearted episodes of Angel um, and it's in the fifth season and that um, it's a very good season. Cool. Very good season of Angel. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I'm surprised that that show didn't have more Halloween-centric episodes. Yeah. You know what I mean? That they only did it that, I'm pretty sure just that once, right? Yeah. Angel ran for five seasons. Well, and... the whole thing is Halloween, the demons kind of sleep. Yeah. So. Right. And in, in their world. It's kind of like, so, it's almost tacky for them to come out. It's almost tacky for them to come out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That kind of makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys picked really good ones. I was thinking, too, with um, with uh, Tricks and Treats or whatever. Uh, what was cool about that episode is they actually showed the carnage that teenagers do. Oh, yeah. That doesn't really get uh, touched on very often uh, in, like, Halloween specials and stuff. Like, because there's a sequence where, like, the teenagers are like smashing pumpkins and you know doing those types of pranks or throwing yeah. eggs mm -hmm. and everything and you kind of see the destructive side of teenagers and mm -hmm. uh, you know all these uh, things you know storylines come together and they accidentally egg like the main character the older characters accidentally egg their little brother or yeah. like what well, you know she's like ah like throwing these eggs and smashes against her little brother who's had a terrible day trick or treating because yeah. he's aging out of trick or treating that's yeah. kind of one of the main storylines right yeah he's you sort know? of like this is sort of his last yeah he's time, a freshman you know? in high school and he's yeah. like I'm not doing it and then day of he's like no no let's do this guys yeah. and yeah he dresses as uh, a robot Gort from uh, uh <laughs> The day the Earth stood still, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But everyone thinks he's the Tin Man. Yeah. Like, oh, the Tin Man, huh? Very cute. And he's like, I'm Gort, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the Buffy ones. I mean, I could seriously watch, like that Angel episode and the two Halloween centric Buffy episodes. I could watch all three of those in a row anytime. Like I just think they're all like really fun. Uh, the other Buffy episode is where they, uh, the characters in Buffy's universe, or whatever, like the high school kids. They buy uh, 
outfits, whatever. Three episodes. Are there three? Mm-hmm. The other one, the main one I was thinking about is literally called Halloween, I think. Mm-hmm. And they buy uh, costumes from a magic uh, costume shop or whatever. And all their costumes on Halloween night or whatever, when yeah. it becomes nighttime, they become what they are dressed as. So there's one character that's a ghost and she can like, you know, walk through walls and actually is a ghost. Like and people can't yeah. see her and, you know, uh, another character... Uh, dressed like an army guy, so suddenly he's like this nerd, and he suddenly has all these skills of like an intense like action hero, you know, mm-hmm. he, he can shoot, and he's like a go get him guy all of a sudden. Um, Buffy, who is a hero, who's almost like Wonder Woman style, right? She is a little red riding hood, right? Is that no, she no. She's a uh, princess. Princess. She's a she just princess. She's like a beautiful princess. Right. Yes. So she's helpless. So like she's the helpless. person they always go to to like save their asses. Yeah. And is she's like, like, please help me. Like that. Yeah. Type of she's thing. like yeah, a, yeah. like a Victorian. She dresses like a Victorian right. from the 1800s because she's trying to impress Angel's character because he's from the, the 1800s era, kind of, and that's yeah. the kind of women he he dated. Yeah. She modeled herself after Drusilla. Well, I could talk about Buffy all day. But anyway, <laughs> so yeah, so she's like, oh my, oh, you know, when, when women express, save me. When yeah. Cordelia comes in and she expresses, you know, she gets tough. She's she's like shocked that a woman is talking that way and yeah. stuff like that. Um, so yeah. Oh, <laughs> there's also an episode of Louie that takes place on Halloween that I thought was oh, a lot of fun. Yeah. Where uh, he's, he's taking his kids trick-or-treating, and there's like that weird goblin guy that yeah. starts like harassing them, and it's kind of unclear like how much of it is like a real threat and how much of it is Halloween, yeah. you know what I mean? Like there's this guy dressed as a goblin, Louie is out with his two young daughters, or youngish daughters, yeah. and this guy's all like, ah, and that, that, that type yeah. of thing, and it's kind of like, where's the line of yeah. like where I tell this guy, hey, you're creeping us out go away or is this Halloween fun yeah. you know what I mean like there's kind of that, that episode like genuinely made me uncomfortable yeah yeah the whole sequence I was just like oh my gosh like yeah. this guy's really like messing with them <laughs> he's got like, like his two daughters there right. like they could get hurt or whatever yeah yeah you did Halloween in New York one year right didn't you dress as like yeah. zombie Kurt Cobain or yeah something zombie like Kurt Cobain and I mm. walked in the parade in the village <laughs> how was that um it was fun but like it was it's kind of funny because um it's, I didn't get to see the parade because I was walking in it. Right, right, So, like, right. when you're walking in a parade, you only see the people around you. <laughs> like, I didn't get to see all the cool <laughs> costumes. There was one guy, though, that looked, like, dead up like Pee Wee Herman. Like, he had the bike, <laughs> and he had the... Like, he just looked exactly like Paul Rubens from, like, 1985. <laughs> and everyone was freaking out. They were like, oh, my God, look at Pee Wee! You know? <laughs> but, yeah, that was pretty cool. Did you do much... For Halloween and... Uh, I never did. Yeah. I never did. Um, I was like a recluse all those nights, which is kind of weird. Like, you think I would try to get out into it or yeah. whatever. You know, just out of curiosity, but I kind of chickened out. As a kid, you said? No, for New York, oh, New Halloween York. in New York. Yeah. I never really went out into it for the most part. That's weird. Like, I, it, when I lived in California, I didn't really do much on Halloween night. Like, I would, I went to Halloween Horror Nights once, but yeah. that, that wasn't on Halloween night, though. That was just, like, one night leading up to it. it was, I did the same thing yeah. when I lived in Los Angeles. Yeah. It's, like, the night of, I think, one year I went handed out candy at my friend's house. And <laughs> like, uh, I forgot what I There was, like, one other Halloween I was there, and I just... I thought living in this there. house, there'll be trick-or-treaters yeah. in this type of neighborhood. Ooh, that would be cool, and then you could, like... 
do some spooky out in front. Oh, like, he's growing pumpkins, so. I'm going to try to grow some real pumpkins this year and see how they come out. That's I've awesome. had, um, I'd say if I had to give myself a rating at gardening, mm-hmm. I'd give myself like a 20% right now. Mm-hmm. I tried to uh, grow some wildflowers out there, and there's a few, but for the most part, it just looks like a bunch of weeds. So <laughs> I um, tried to grow tomatoes on my balcony once, and I got one tomato that big. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I, I planted a variety of pumpkins, so we'll see if any of them turn out to be anything. I have those little mini ones and the actual jack-o'-lantern style and then mm-hmm. the great pumpkins that are supposed to be like the really gigantic ones. So we'll awesome. see if any of them come to, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. The, one of the, oddly, one of the first ones that came to my mind when you mentioned Halloween episodes was the uh, first season of American Horror Story, that Halloween episode. Ghosts can actually like leave the house and like roam around. So like the uh, Evan Peters, his character, uh, he he and the girl that live in the house, they're able to like leave together and they go down to the beach and then like all the kids that he had like. That's murdered. when we first see his friends, right? Yeah. Or, if he, if he, if he, oh, yeah. those are great episodes. Yeah, yeah. Like where he, yeah. it's two parter too, right? Yeah, I think so. that's right. And I think that was like actually the first episode that had. Um, forgot his name uh he was he plays spock and zachary quinto yeah zachary quinto i think that was zachary quinto's first episode where it shows his backstory with where him and his uh husband or boyfriend or whatever mm-hmm. lived in the house before and had like murdered each other or whatever mm-hmm. and he's like getting real shitty with the, <laughs> the red-headed lady that lives there from nashville forgot her Connie name and from friday night lights she's coach's yeah. wife that's right <laughs> connie taylor yeah. no that not was... connie taylor Coach Taylor. Coach Taylor. That's fun. Yeah, it's a. Uh, but that, I, I like those uh, Halloween episodes. Of, I think those were like my favorite episodes of the first season of American Horror Story. Tammy Taylor. Sorry. Tammy Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And then, do you have a third? I do. I, yeah, I came up with one. Um, that I, I seen. I've seen it. I've seen, I saw it recently and was reminded how good it was. And I saw it when I was younger. And it's an episode of. Martin, um, Martin Lawrence's old oh, sitcom. Yeah. There's an episode, I think the computer says 1992, so I think that's the first season. And it's called The Night He Came Home. And they're, they're all dressed up in costumes, and Martin has all of his friends over to the house and they're just telling ghost stories, but then things start happening and like one of them becomes like possessed. And then, and it's just kind of funny because wasn't Martin's Lawrence or Martin, it was set in Chicago, I think. I don't remember. So they're like in this high rise, um, you know, apartment complex in Chicago and they're being mm-hmm. haunted. And it's kind of, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier that, you can get possessed too and stuff yeah. like that. So and, and it was and it was a comedy. Mm-hmm. Um but at the same time kind of a little scary because you don't know what's going on. And when yeah. I watched it I was ten, so I really didn't know what was going on. Um <laughs> so yeah, I think that was that was funny. Cool. That was funny. And there was a ghost. They showed the ghost at the end that there was a ghost because he left because everyone thought every they were okay. And you see the ghost and the audience goes, Oh, 
because it was in front of a live <laughs> studio audience. <laughs> and oh. a ghost walks out and he flips the switch and mm-hmm. the lights go out and you just hear everyone scream and that was the end of the episode. Huh. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds cool. I gotta yeah. find that one. Martin was a really good show. I used to watch that yeah. every week. You did? So did you watch like the whole thing? Like, Did you New York Undercover? Mm, you? It was like really... Martin Living Single, which I'm sure you probably don't watch. <laughs> and New single. York Undercover. Yeah. It, was, it was set it was in like, Detroit, by the way. Detroit. It took me like a really long time to find out. Sure. Um, yeah, it's like you get on the school bus the next day and everyone talk about Martin and um and living, and living single and you're gonna go over. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I just watched I watched Martin and uh that was just I don't know, it was like a big popular show back then. I used to just watch it and it was really funny. Really, you see it's on in syndication, so it still comes on. My dad still watches it like every day. Does he really? He like records episodes <laughs> off of the T V and he'll be like, Come watch this, hey man, remember this? <laughs> Like, what was that character that Martin would do where he was, like, the karate guy? Dragonfly Jones. Dragonfly, Dragonfly Jones. Jones, yeah. The episode where he, like, boxes. Yeah. And he's like, I got $2 in my bank account and some sunflower seeds or something. Because <laughs> he's getting his ass kicked and he just falls over the, the ropes and he's telling Gina all this stuff. And, yeah. and then when, when he goes home, you see him come out of the back and his face is just... <laughs> So messed up. I remember thinking that was, it was so hilarious. That show was so funny. That was so uh, good. He had all these like great little characters he would do. Like, what was it? Shanene? Shanene, yeah. Jerome. <laughs> I have one here called Elroy Preston. It says, the fictional godfather of black surf music who is now completely <laughs> no forgotten and washed up. This is such a weird, like, <laughs> hey, I got an idea, guys. Like, they also said uh, Bob, a white man who works in an yeah. unknown capacity at the marketing firm where Gina is employed. Yeah. Stereotypical, st- stereotypical surfer dude come redneck. Because he would say dude and man. It was like all the stereotypes like wrapped into one. Oh, I think I remember that. Now. I know Bob. And the little kid that used to come to the door and his nose is always snotty. Um, yeah, Roscoe. Roscoe, of course. And, and then he played his own mother. <laughs> I mean, he kind of did like what Eddie Murphy did. But right. I think before Eddie Murphy did it. Because Eddie Murphy kind of did all like, that. Well, professor. no, coming to America. I was gonna say coming to America. Oh, never mind. Never mind. Barbershop. Yeah, that's right. I think coming yeah. to America is still on Netflix. I can revisit that. The next question is: Who is your favorite horror movie icon? As a horror movie fan, that's probably a very typical question. Um, and, so, I, and I do think. Uh, Jeff and I generally touched on this in the very, very first episode, but it was okay. Sans Kia. No, so. sad. And it was so long ago. Yeah. Jeff just says he. Th- I know Craig knows mine. Jeff says he thinks he knows. What do you think it is? Well, it's. Uh, okay, it's one of two people, I, I think. hope you're wrong. It, I think it's either Candyman or Freddy Krueger. Very good. It <laughs> is indeed Freddy Motherfucking Krueger. <laughs> Because, like most kids <laughs> of the 80s, he gave me my first nightmare where I literally, my first and only nightmare in my entire 34 years of life where I actually did the thing you see in movies and you sit up. <laughs> that, was, that, that was the only time that's ever happened to me where I sat up in bed. And I remember the dream, I was like on a motorcycle and it might have been after I just saw a movie in the movie theater. The first one I saw in the movie theater of the Freddy movies was the last one that was set in the 80s and it was um, 
The one where the girl turns into the roach. And oh, yeah. So, is, is it Dream, dream Warriors? Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors is when they're in the institution. Yeah. Yeah. So, not Dream Warriors, but the one after that, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, Wasn't it called Dream Masters or something like that? I think so. But yeah. I think there's a scene in that where he's on the motorcycle with like right. the girl's boyfriend or something. Dream Theater. And um, and I died in the dream, I think. And, you know, if you die in your dream, you die for real. And I set up in the bed. And So anyway, I liked Freddy Krueger, to me, is my favorite icon because his, the movies are great. Um, the movies are quotable. The movies have iconic scenes, like the lady, obvious, you know, going, being dragged across the ceiling. Right. Um... um Quotable lines like "Welcome to Prime Time" and "Now series. we're playing yeah, with power" yeah, right. and um, "You're all my children." And, and when the I and when balls, I and, and I um, there's a National Comic Expo a couple years ago where, where Robert England came and I was the first person that got to meet him and he said, "Who's the first victim?" And it's Freddy Krueger voice and the whole room heard it and it was me. I was the first victim, <laughs> and I met him, and he told me that he loved my eyes. He says, you have beautiful eyes, and a, and a, and a, and a director would love you, and he says, I would know because I'm a director, and he signed, you are my child now, and then when I went back and took a picture with him, he was like, ah, there she is. He remembered, and I told him, I don't take pictures, and the lady took the picture, and he was like, well, let me check, let me check. He was like, ah, that's fine. I love it. Uh, Great, and when I got that... When I got the picture signed, I like cried, like seriously, yeah. and I was shaking the whole time. <laughs> so uh, he's just fantastic. And after that first movie that I saw in the eighties, I've seen every single one since then, including Freddy versus Jason yeah. in the movie theater. I did not see the new one with James, whatever his name is, because that's whack. Yeah. So there is only one Freddy Krueger, and that is yeah. Robert England. And uh, <laughs> I remember back when those movies were coming, like. Freddy Krueger was, as a character, was as big a celebrity as anyone. Like, there were, oh, yeah. I mean, he was all over, every, like, everyone knew Freddy Krueger. Like, even, uh, you know, he had, remember he had the hotline? Hotline. Could call the hotline. I have a story. I think I might have said this on the podcast once. And I thought yeah. I was calling, I don't know who I thought I was calling, my dad or yeah. a friend. And I just dialed the number and, it, and Freddy Krueger answered. And I hung up immediately. One, because I was scared. Two, because I knew that that was going to get on the bill. And I told That's my mom, I was yeah. like, I don't know what happened, but I just called a number and Freddie Krueger answered. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah. But, yeah, so. Yeah, I mean, it was, it's, was it's crazy how back then uh, in the 80s it was, I mean, he was as big of a cultural icon as you can get, you know, like yeah. everyone. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that could yeah. happen anymore. Yeah. Like a horror, that, that's, you know, we, we talk, we're talking about uh you know, there's no big horror icons anymore and stuff. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we mentioned Jigsaw, right, from the Saw yeah. series and stuff. I mean... But he's not that... He's yeah, not that I mean, like, big. how many... Like, there's no Jigsaw TV show. No TV or, show, you know, no toys to yeah. speak of. I mean, not very many people dress as him for Halloween that I've noticed. I mean, I know yeah. it happens, but That's it's true. very rare. You know? That's the other thing, yeah. Halloween every year, just, like, everyone you know when it's Freddy Krueger you right. go to the store there's like tons of Freddy Krueger gloves and masks and hats and, and it like, still, still goes yeah. yeah it's still a thing I mean you still know ex I mean even young people that have never seen the movies still have an idea of what that character is yeah. you know that's, that's speaking for something he's, a, yeah. he's an icon yeah, yeah. I, for sure that's a, that's a really and good call at the the expo that I went to at his um, what do you call it where they panel 
I mean, this guy has worked with like everyone in Hollywood. He had all kinds of stories, mm. including a cool one about how he roomed with um, Mark Camel. That was Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Okay. How he roomed with Mark <laughs> Camel and told him, um, you should go read for this Star Wars part. Robert England did? Mm-hmm. They were roommates huh. at the time, wow. apparently. Yeah, because I went with a friend of mine, Jonathan, and we were just sitting there going, dude, this guy knows everybody. I mean, his <laughs> stories are just, uh, it is awesome. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> he was at that uh, Walker Stalker Con we went to, but he had charged so much money, I was like, I can't do it, because I walked up, I was like, yeah, how much is he charging for autograph? She's like, oh, it's 80 for an autograph, and I was like, oh, wow. uh, it was how much not, just to wave at him? It like, was not <laughs> like that at the Nashville Comic Expo. So I do think that's a great story, though, of you meeting him, Kia, just because like they tell you never, not that he's your hero, but I'm just saying yeah. he's a really important part of your childhood and leading yeah. into you know loving these movies and stuff. You got to meet him, and you know, they said never meet your heroes, and you got to meet him, and he was actually really cool. And, and, and I can never have imagined that I mean, in the '80s when I was, I, my mom was out on a date with her boyfriend, and I went with them to see that, um, that the last '80s Freddy Krueger movie in the theaters, and I remember sitting on his lap with my thumbs over my ears <laughs> and my hands, my other fingers over my eyes, terrified, and I can never imagine at that time that I would meet him yeah, growing yeah, up. So, as an adult, <laughs> as an adult, yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> mm. pretty cool. Okay. What about you, Jeff? Okay. Double down on what, what's your favorite horror icon or character? Freddy Krueger. Across no. <laughs> <laughs> the board. I love him because and I met him. Yeah. <laughs> when I met him, he only charged me 80. So. <laughs> um, my favorite horror movie icon is Frankenstein's Monster. Mm. Oh. Um, I don't know. I just there's something about just that look of him, and I don't know. Like I just I'm I'm kind of just fascinated by that character for some reason. Mm-hmm. Not so much like mainly just the uh, the Boris Karloff monster. Right. Um, there's something just iconic about the way he looks, and uh, when I see Frankenstein's monster, it makes me think of Halloween and yeah, uh, just a classic character. I don't have a uh, like a, a good story or anything behind it. I just think he's cool. <laughs> what what age did you? Uh, is it just one of those things you remember forever, or is it like? Is, is there a specific moment where you're like, oh, I know this character now? You know what um, I mean? Like, or it's just, just kind of always, always been around ever since I was little. Like I, uh, yeah. he's part of the fabric of culture, I guess. Yeah. So it's like you always know what he is. Yeah, and I can't really think of any other sort of like horror character that I've ever was just like, I love this guy so yeah. much. Like I've never. I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of a late comer to this stuff, I guess. But like, mm. uh, but I've always that's true because you didn't start like watching a, horror movies until like yeah, like you were late twenties or whatever. So, so you yeah. discovered Frankenstein in your late twenties? No, no. I mean, it I've always like known Halloween. him. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I mean, I say late twenties, but I, you know, I watched actually kind of started getting into horror movies in my late teens. Really, it was I was like eighteen or nineteen when I first saw Halloween. <laughs> uh, Halloween H two O that that movie came out <laughs> and then uh, I saw that I was like that was actually really good I'm like, are these other Halloween movies good and I went back and watched the other ones and I was like oh some of them are okay you know <laughs> the first one's great there's like some stinkers in there but mm. you know anyway uh, yeah I'll just go Frankenstein's monster <laughs> yeah I mean I have a Frankenstein monster tattoo that covers like most of my lo- upper arm. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? So it's kind of, I'd be kind of 
a hypocrite if I didn't say he was probably my favorite monster or icon, horror horror icon. Um, but I mean, I love all the Universal monsters. You know what I mean? Like, like as a kid in our local library here in the sticks, we had uh, these uh, books you could check out that were like really large, almost like magazine format, but they were still library binding, right? Yeah. And uh, they had orange covers, and each one of them had an iconic monster, and you could read about each movie in the series or whatever. So I read about them in my library as a little kid before I saw the movies. So I saw, like, I would read about how there was a Frankenstein's monster and how there there were, like, the Boris Karloff movies and then how um, Strange, Lugosi took over for him and then yeah. Strange took over and, and Lon Chaney played him one time. Like, I learned about all that stuff before I actually saw the real movies. Like, I would come home with these books and ask my parents for the movies and they'd be like, well, you don't know where to get these damn, these things are old. I mean, where do you want us to get these movies, you know? And eventually they did. They, they tracked down a lot of them for me on VHS. And that's where I fell in love with, I mean, those monsters, but also Creature from Black Lagoon kind of had its... Uh, it captured my imagination for a good solid few years mm-hmm. where I just really loved those movies and thought they were, you watch them now as an adult and they don't quite hold up as well. You know what I mean? But as yeah. a kid, I thought they were great and that led to Godzilla and all that stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I love all the classic monsters. I think are my favorites. Um, but I love the eighties ones too. You know what I mean? I yeah. hate to be wishy-washy, but I love uh, Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger and uh, Myers, Leatherface. I mean, yeah. they all have their place for me where, yeah. Uh, like how you talk about Frankenstein, you know, the Frankenstein monster. I kind of feel the same way about a lot of monsters. You know what yeah. I mean? Where they, they give me that feeling of like something special. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sort of like, yeah. I, I don't know if it's a little bit of nostalgia or just like, I love that time of year and they kind of give me that feeling sort yeah. of or, or what, you know. Um, but yeah, if I had if I had to just throw in, I guess I would still pick Frankenstein's monster. Even though yeah. the creature is like... It's like neck and neck. It's like I feel yeah. like I'm betraying one by not, you know what I'm saying, sort of. Yeah. So I guess I'll pick Creature just because you picked the Frankenstein okay. monster. So <laughs> Creature would like to be all at yeah. the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I was like surprised you didn't go with Creature because I know like you're you're a big fan of him. Uh, I, I was. Character. I love that character design. I, I think they're just geniuses. How that yeah. came together, how that character looks. So it's, it's weird how like it, that character design still holds up like you look at that character it still looks awesome yeah that's like, what i, I forgot if we said this on on the podcast or not but i totally think if they rebooted uh, a creature from black lagoon and this universal monsters shared universe thing yeah. they don't have to redesign it they yeah. can just pretty much use it as is yeah. and it looks fantastic it still holds but up knowing hollywood they will redesign oh, he'll be cgi and he'll probably be as big as the hulk and yeah It'll be absolutely like, yeah. like a mouthful of fangs yeah. and like yeah. It'll be a piranha face, which I think Stan Winston kind of did that with Monster Squad. But yeah. um, I, I just think it holds up, man. I love it. <laughs> so yeah. So for the next episode of the Half-Assed Horror Cast, we are going to watch the movie The Conjuring Two, which is probably still in <laughs> theaters, depending on when I get this episode up. But uh, if not. You know, you can rent it uh, on demand or yes. there's ways to see The Conjuring too. Yes. Just see it. We're going to talk about it on the next episode. Uh, everyone, you can find us on Twitter at H-A-Horrorcast. At H-A-Horrorcast. That's the best, that's the best I could do. <laughs> I can't fit 
half-assed horror cast. <laughs> and when I tried it before, I tried to put it. Remember, I tried to put a four in there, and you guys balked at that. It, was, it used to be like H A four, and you guys were like, "Can't you make it H A just a horror cat?" Like you guys got all upset, and I had to change it. You guys don't remember that? There was like a whole like argument for like ten minutes of a show one time. Well, I'm not complaining about H A horror cast. H A horror cast. That's where you can find us. Uh, send us questions. Uh, follow us. Uh, you can also go to iTunes and write us a review. That's always helpful and very sweet of people to do. I'm sure we have none. So <laughs> it's, <laughs> I'll do one. <laughs> yeah, we should probably start sharing this with the public at some point. See if Somebody anybody might listen like to it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. So um, That's it for the show this week. Be yes. sure to check back. Well, I say this week. It could be months. Who knows <laughs> when the next oh, one comes out. But... Uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, check back next time when we will review another movie. Absolutely. So I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And you just listened to, to the Half Ass Podcast.